When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome along to our podcast, The Tripe Supper. Uh, if you're listening to this, it means we've managed to publish it, which is a lot further than we got last time. Um, we did do a, a Tripe Supper a couple of weeks ago, but for some reason we couldn't get it up. I wouldn't care. I think it was the best one we've ever done, wasn't it? We had it? some FIFA-style corrupt files. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we correctly predicted every single result in the first weekend of the season, but you'll never know now because we didn't manage to publish it. Anyway, uh, a bright start. Obviously, the uh, the drop press and the win at Alden, the, the brilliant win against Bolton. Uh, been impressed with what you've seen so far, Vic? I think there's some pieces falling into place nicely. Uh, at the end of last season, everyone would have said, rock solid at the back, tenacious in midfield, lacking something in the final third. And the summer spending's addressed that. We've gone out and bought uh, two potential number 10s, two strikers, and there's a lot more options there now. Uh, it was a bit stodgy at Preston, the opening day. Uh, I think that was a case of people just starting to gel. Plus... I mean, credit to Preston, they worked really, really hard to stifle Borough. Mm. Uh, at Oldham, we saw flashes of it in the first 45 of Fabrini and, and Stuani linked up quite well. And then the first 45 minutes against Bolton, for me, could easily be the, the, the best half of football since relegation. Uh, a lot of flair, a lot of zip, people were running off the ball, uh, everyone was helping each other, making each other available. Uh, and we saw, you know, it, it could easily have been six at half time, and no one would have any any complaints about it. It, it was a really good demonstration of, of what we were told that ITOR was moving towards, which was to move the emphasis up front, move the balance up front, but without sacrificing the uh, the solidity at the back. And I think it's worth saying that you know Borough haven't conceded a goal yeah. uh, apart from Oldham. On domestic, so, you know, on domestic soil, in the whole of pre-season, mm. and that's that's you know, that takes some doing. You know, you're talking about York, uh, Barnsley, Doncaster, Getafe. That's a you know a wide range of games. Preston as well, because they were a handful. Yeah, they, and that, that solidity is still there. So although the emphasis now has been nudged up front because we obviously need goals, I think you've still got that rock solid platform. I completely agree with what you say about the best half since relegation. I think honestly, it was. I know. I know it was only Bolton in Burton and, and Bolton Arctic for a season struggle. But I honestly think no side in the division could handle Borough in that first half performance. Yeah, they had everything, Bolton, didn't it? The Bolton team that drew with Derby in the first yeah, day as well. Yeah, exactly. And, and who, who, when you look, you know, spearing and I mean, Dan's has played at this level for God knows how long. And even in the defence, there are no mugs in terms of personnel, although they were shocking. Weren't I mean, they? I certainly don't. I mean, Lennon held his hands up afterwards and said that his formation was rarely played into Borough's hands, and it did. But equally, I think it was just, you're right, it was Borough on the day. I think every game so far this season, Borough have been a little bit better each time. I don't think they played that badly at Preston, actually. Um, I just think that Preston tactically were, were very good. Mm. Um, obviously, man-marked uh, Stewie. But if you look at the second half at Preston, when um, Fabrini came on, within moments, when Downham drifted onto the left, he created that moment for a dome which could have gone in. 
Um, but the, it's no coincidence to me that the two games since then at Oldham and then against Bolton, the, the man that's making things happen is Fabrini in the mm. middle. And I think a lot of teams obviously will have looked at Downing and look at the Borough squad and say, well, we just need to stop Downing playing. But by moving Downing onto the flank, it's so difficult to for them to, to man mark down, and it's often Fabrini that's been the understated player now. As well, isn't it? And that's the thing. If if now the teams are going to say right, let's mark Fabrini, then you can easily swap them back round again and put down in the hole. It's great, great options to have, and um, it's now about how we're build on that first half against Bolton because they've set the bar incredibly high now. Um, I know Karanka said it in his press conference this week that. You know, that first half was perfect, perfect yeah. um, but now the challenge is how, how do you build on that and how do you, you do it every week? I mean, Karanga couldn't have possibly imagined that Fabrini would make such an impact so quickly, could he, to, to come off the bench but then to run the show like he did against Bolton. Like you say, you know, there was all this talk of how Downing's going to play at the number 10. He has forced Downing back out on the flank, hasn't he? Because he, he he's just been too good to leave out. I think Karanka would be delighted because one thing that we know he likes is competition for every single place. And there was some, not from us, but certainly question marks among some of the fans about whether you could ask questions about Downing's uh, ambition in stepping down a division, uh, whether he'd be complacent. Well, having looked at the, you know, the last two matches, I, I don't think he could afford to be complacent. And we know that Karanka is ruthless, and he, he, he would he would chop and change. I mean, you know, no one is guaranteed a place in this team. And, and the emergence of someone like Fabrini is, is fantastic because I think it will bring the best out of Stewie. And linked to Vic's point about you know nobody's place is guaranteed, what a message it was leaving um, Stuani and Nugent both yeah. on the bench against Bolton and going with Kike. I mean, you could hear a couple of the grumbles going around the riverside, but if you're 20 minutes in, there was no such grumbles. And it must have been difficult for Kike this summer as well because everyone's talking about Borough's need for a new striker, etc. Mm. etc. Et I've seen Stuani and Nugent come through the door. What a great confidence boost it must be for him to be given that you know the number nine jersey for that game, score two goals, and all of a sudden, you know he's the he feels loved. He's the main man again. Um, it's great competition the three of them. Uh, and he, he was lively in pre-season yeah. as well. Mm. He, he's he's played very very well. I think he's you know he justifies inclusion in the team. And that goes back to Dale Fry's inclusion at Preston as well. I mean, mm. what a great message Crank is sending out to every player, saying it doesn't matter who you are. I'm gonna pick who I think's performing best on the training ground. I, mean. I thought that was, yeah, on the back of the pre-season because he was exceptional in pre-season Friday. Mm. You can see why he didn't start against Bolton, can you? Because Heskey would have Heskey. thought, you know, mm. he'd have been like Land of the Slaughter, wouldn't he, with Heskey kind of getting in and mixing it up. Not, not that the ball was in the, their half at all, but um, Fry's certainly one for the future. Is it almost too early for him to go on more? He's only 17. Would, would you think he'd benefit more from staying and playing under-21 football? He, um, I mean... Yeah, he's very, very young. Um, but I mean, you would possibly—he's broken into that first team setup now, and he's got more experience than most seventeen-year-olds around him. Um, I mean, I, I think that Karanka would be really interested to keep keep him close to home, um, keeping a real eye on him. I mean, obviously with the under twenty-one side going up to the elite level now, playing the likes of you know Man City, yeah. you know, young guns. That's it. It's not a bad you know, it's not a bad level for Fry and, and obviously it, like some Maloney to play. It's a good level for yeah. them. It, it's a massive step up for you know for a seventeen-year-old who, who has spent most of his time playing against other seventeen-year-olds, and he's a big, strong lad. And in, in uh, that level, he probably bullies people, and and he'll have a whale of a time to be thrown straight into the mix with bruised, battle-scarred centre forwards. 
might do more damage than good. Uh, it, it is a massive step up. I think sometimes people underestimate that, the, the demands. But then, you know, you look at someone like Ben Gibson, who went away for two years and, and learnt his trade, mm. starting in the conference. And I don't think, oh, Ben was probably what, 18 when he first went out on loan. So maybe there's, it's not that much of a difference in, in ages and, and their profile. But I think he will learn, learn a lot around the first team squad. He'll have learnt a lot from his uh, yeah. tussle with Joe Garner, certainly. But if you look at Fry, he actually only broke into the under-21 team in January, February. So he was playing under-18 football this time last year. Oh, staggering rise. Now that's quite a rise. And, and even his teammates in the under-21s, you're looking at Adam Jackson, Johnny Byrne, who's just gone out to Oldham, they're all four or five years, four or five years older than him. That's quite an incredible age gap even even with the 21s from if you're rubbing shoulders with them so that that shows how incredible his rise has been this summer one thing that, that stood out to me against Bolton was the fact that um, that we saw how Preston set up they set up to stifle Borough didn't they if they were going to snatch a goal and Bolton had done the same five at the back with, with Dans and, uh, and Spearing just sitting it was refreshing to just rip a side to bits who set up like that isn't it and, and think well it's not always going to work for teams just to come and, and park the bus. Because a fair few teams will, particularly at the Riverside, won't they this season? Yeah, I mean, that was the problem last year to some extent. I don't think we should perhaps over-egg it because Borough had the best record at home last year. They won 15 games and they only lost three. Uh, so although it was perceived as a big issue, Borough at home were breaking sides down. It might be more useful when we go away from home to, to actually find a way of, of getting around those teams because it was draws away from home last year. Yeah, it was that need wasn't it? And you know, everyone knew that was the issue. I mean, and obviously Karanka and, and Steve Gibson knew that was the issue and they've gone out and addressed it and they've spent money in the areas where we were lacking last year. So all we can do is suck it and see. And uh, the, the early evidence is that, yes, they do look like, like a team now, that have different options up front. I mean, Fabrini we've mentioned, uh, Stuani at Oldham. I think you know. I think he was really good in the air, but he's got good feet as well, and he, he can battle a bit. So he will, he will definitely uh, help find a way through. And David Nugent is, you know, as seasoned a striker in this division as you're going to find. I mean, he's played what six six full seasons in this division. And he averages better than one in three. I mean, this is he's a guy who knows his way around this division, won't be bullied, and can make things happen in the penalty box. So I think we now have the options to unpark those buses. I think those three strikers all offer something completely different as well. Um, and it'll be interesting how he uses it at home and away. I mean, obviously you've got um, Nugent, who is the you know as you say seasoned on at this level. He he says in, in his first press conference he loves to live on defenders' shoulders, run the channels, and, and get in behind. That's not that's not what Kike and Stuani do, especially. I mean, Stuani you saw at Oldham, he's just clinical. Two chances, two goals. That's what you expect of a Uruguay international. Mm. Uh, and Kike, we all know. I mean, technically, he's he's very very gifted. He can hold the play up, but also he's he's got serious ability as well. So there's three completely different players there. And it's all about, I think it'll all depend on whether we're at home, whether we're away, how will the opposition set up. And I, I think there were signs early on. I know a couple of lads said to me after the game, and I was chatting about the Bolton game, that Nugent was only on 10 or 15 minutes, whatever it was. But it, not one step ahead, that'd be harsh on the other players, but you could see straight away 
his movement, you know, pointing down the channels. He, he knew where he wanted the ball before the player got the ball. Uh, and that's, you know, he had his chance, didn't he, to score it? really hit him, didn't it, the last few minutes. But I think there were signs already that what you're going to get from him. Uh, elsewhere, there's been a few surprises. I know Sean Dyche, who's had his... Uh, Who's had his say on Borough fair bit this year? Burnley have stuttered out in the derby. Have obviously stuck the start of the season. Have you been surprised with um, Brighton? No one had predicted Brighton had started. But is that just the championship? Impossible to predict how teams are going to start. I think it's still very, very early. Obviously, I mean, um, obviously we're recording this um, just before Borough go to Derby, and Derby have stuttered. You know, they lost in the cup and drawn two games. But you know, if they get one result, and then it's all a different complexion. Um, but I mean, yeah, I mean Brighton have obviously got goals to them, but uh, two that have stood out for me so far this early, obviously Wolves and uh, Hull as well. I didn't really think Hull would be anywhere near competing after being relegated. A lot of players left, but um, from what I've seen of them and snippets on the uh, the new football league tonight show, uh, they've Which actually been very good. So. Football league dogs breath. <laughs> but it's it's still very very early, isn't it? Yeah, we we know what this division's like. I mean. It, it really is a long attritional grind and it's about strength of squad and it's about organisation and it's very easy to get off to a flying start and then stutter mm. and uh, you know in six weeks time you know it will start to take shape I think and it will be the usual suspects plus maybe one dark horse there's always one isn't there <clears throat> Uh, fantastic, that'll do it, fellas. Now it's just a, a small matter of managing to get this published on the site. Uh, thanks a lot, Vic. Thanks, Jono. Cheers.